We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. And now, part three of our three-part installment with Ms. Dorothy Roberts, discussing her book, Torn Apart, How the Child Welfare System Destroys Black Families and How Abolition Can Build a Safer World. I am your host, Ramses Ja. What can we as individuals, or, or rather, how can we as individuals, businesses, communities, et cetera, best support, you know, the organizations you, you mentioned in your book doing this, this work? How can we best support legislation? How can we become more vocal about this? I think the first thing that people who are concerned or just interested in this topic can do is learn more about it. That's why I wrote my book, Torn Apart, to give the public more information about how the family policing system actually operates. Another way that people can learn about it is to go online and go to the websites of organizations that are working now to dismantle the system and replace it. I mentioned in my book, JMAC for Families, which was founded by Joyce McMillan, a mother who herself experienced the trauma of having her children taken from her and now is a fierce organizer to dismantle the system in New York City. There's another organization called Movement for Family Power, also headquartered in New York City, that is working on a number of efforts to abolish the system, and one called the Upend Movement, that has lots of information, webinars, and other kinds of educational tools on its website. Uh, And all of these organizations, and there are others that you can find, have information about how to get involved in legislative efforts. JMAC for Families has a legislative agenda that's working on getting laws passed in New York State And there are other kinds of similar efforts around the nation to pass laws in states 
that would give family caregivers more rights to reduce the power of the system to disrupt their families. Uh, you can also take part in the kinds of efforts in your communities that are providing affordable housing for families, that are providing voluntary non-coercive drug treatment, uh, that provide for health care for people without having to pay for it. Uh, any kind of effort that is voluntary, non-coercive, non-punitive, that provides the resources that families need is part of replacing the family policing system. Sure. So engaging in legislative efforts that dismantle the system we have now and simultaneously engaging in efforts to support policies and programs and mutual aid networks that actually do keep children safe and healthy and provide for their welfare. You know, both of these are important efforts that anyone can engage in in order to abolish what we have now and replace it with an approach that truly supports families and cares for children. Now, uh, before we go, let's let everyone know where they can get the book torn apart and also any future projects, of course, websites, social media, everything like that. How can folks plug in with you? Well, Torn Apart is published by Basic Books and it's available on all the online booksellers, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can find it at your local bookstore. If it's not there, ask your local bookstore to oh, if it's not in your local bookstore, ask it to order the book. It's widely available. Uh, you can go to the Basic Books website uh, and click on a number of booksellers that are there, and you'll go straight to the site for Torn Apart. Uh, I'm on Twitter. My handle is at Dorothy E. Roberts. I also have a website. Dorothy E. Roberts.com. I think it's .com. <laughs> um, and let's see. You could also find information about me on the University of Pennsylvania websites. I'm at University of Pennsylvania Cary Law School. I'm also in the departments of sociology and Africana studies, and I have sites on their websites as well. You are such an inspiring person. I appreciate your passion. I appreciate your candor. And of course, we uh, appreciate your insight. Once again, our guest today, author and professor, Miss Dorothy Roberts. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be on your show. And before we go, I'll leave you with this. Civil rights advocate and activist Angela Davis states, quote, we have to talk about liberating minds as well as liberating society, end quote. As Torn Apart surmises, we must reimagine the meaning of safety that centers the needs of children and their families and unwaveringly works to liberate ourselves from the current situation. Let us all leave this conversation moved to advocate and to act. We have been given a glimpse into the lives of the most vulnerable people in this country and we must not turn away. The lives of our precious children are on the line 
And it is now clearly documented that it is a life and death situation that these children are facing. Who do you know? What resources might you be able to contribute? Whether donating to a grassroots organization, volunteering at a local shelter, or participating in a thoughtful conversation to share this information with another, no act is too small. Each step makes a difference on the path toward justice. Let us all commit to marching on in advocacy and support of what is just and what is right. Our children and our communities are counting on us. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. Um, Ms. Roberts, uh, before you go, I have sort of a, a bonus question. Okay. Just to get your thoughts. Sure. You mentioned how the reproductive rights of black women have been policed since perhaps the early days of black women even being in this country. And we know that we've had conversations on this program that the recent Supreme Court news has brought to light the way abortion is used more by black women than by white women. I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of five times as likely if the numbers are correct in my memory. Um, What are your thoughts on Roe v. Wade and what's going on with the Supreme Court with respect to that decision? I think that Already in this nation, there is an assault on people's reproductive freedom that includes not only bans on abortion, but also criminalization of pregnancy generally. And that is related in very profound ways to the regulation of Black women's childbearing. From the inception of the colonies and the enslavement of Black people, regulating Black women's reproductive labor was essential to a racial capitalist slavery system in America. Black women produced the children that were enslaved by white people and that were the essential labor force for America. Sure. And the idea that someone can be forced to bear children for a powerful elite is rooted in the enslavement of Black women. Mm. And so I, I oppose, and I think we should all oppose, any laws that force someone to be pregnant. I think that everyone should have the freedom to decide whether or not to bear a child. Now, part of the 
reproductive regulation of Black women has been just as much devaluing Black women's childbearing and punishing Black women for having children, uh, either through mass sterilization of Black women uh, or through policies that punish them for having children, like welfare policies, for example, based on the image of Black women, the so-called welfare queen who had babies just to get a welfare check and then didn't care for her children, spent the money on herself. And also policies that emerged in the late 1980s that claimed that Black women were giving birth to so-called crack babies. And that led to the criminal punishment of Black mothers for having babies. I put all of this together. That may seem like two separate issues, policies that deny access to abortion and policies that punish women for having children. But I think that they are all of one piece. They are policies that punish women for their reproductive decisions and that take control of pregnancy. And all of these policies have been fueled by the message that Black women's wombs are dangerous for Black children. That message has been used to argue against abortion, and it has been used to argue against Black women having children. Wow. So it that, that exact message, you know, literally that message was put up on a billboard by an anti-abortion group, but it is the same message that has been used to sterilize Black women. And so, yes, it's the case that Black women are much more likely to seek abortions. That's because Black women are more likely to have unwanted pregnancies for a number of reasons. reasons yeah. You know, but the answer isn't to say, oh, you you should be forced to have a child. The answer is both to have equal access, free access to abortion services, which is a form of health care. But also we need a society that is more humane and caring and just and that makes it less likely someone would have an unwanted pregnancy. That requires a freer society sure. as well. So what we need is a, you know, a more freedom. We don't need more bans and regulations of people's pregnancies. Um, and so, so I think that the demise of Roe versus Wade is harmful to Black women, and not only because Black women are more likely to seek abortions and therefore will be denied this more needed care, but also because it signals a it signals a society that is willing to compel people to have babies and also that is willing to criminalize pregnancy. 
you know, it's the and who gets criminalized in America when it comes to reproduction? It's mostly black women. Yeah. Uh, and black women have been charged with crimes for miscarriages, for stillbirths. This, I think, is going to lead to more prosecutions of black women for their childbearing decisions and for their, the outcomes of their pregnancies. And it is, it's a mistake to think that this is going to protect black women in any way. It's, it's going to uh, be a more oppressive society toward black women. And also we should also be extremely concerned about the fact that black women are also far more likely to die from pregnancy-related causes. Mm -hmm. And this restriction on women's access to health care is going to mean increased maternal deaths for Black women. Uh, it is a, a very disturbing, horrifying prospect, I think. And we should all be advocating for greater freedom for people's reproductive lives, not more restrictions. I, I would also, um, you know, it's also interesting tying this to the topic of my book uh, in the leaked Supreme Court opinion in Dobbs, Justice Alito refers to something that Justice Cody Barrett raised at the oral argument that women could drop off their babies at safe havens to be adopted. And it's interesting how adoption, well, let's put it this way, it's troubling that adoption is seen as a solution to bans on abortion uh, in the same way that adoption has been seen as a solution to the growing foster care population, and in particular to the numbers of Black children who are in foster care. In 1997, Congress passed a law called the Adoption and Safe Families Act, which was largely in response to concern about all the Black children who were so-called languishing in foster care, and there were calls to terminate their mother's right so that they could be adopted. And some people specified adopted by white families. Uh, this was part of what fueled the passage of this law called ASFA that sped up termination of parental rights of children in foster care and prioritized adoption by giving states bonuses to place more children from foster care into adoptive homes. And I see a connection between this turn to adoption to save babies that are forced to be born because of bans on abortion, as well as to save children who are languishing in foster care. Uh, it is a way of ignoring the deep inequities underlying the regulation of reproduction and underlying the regulation of raising children in America. And Black women have 
borne the brunt of this regulation in both of these areas from the beginning of this nation. And Black women are also at the forefront of a reproductive justice movement that holds that we should have the freedom to have a child or not have a child and also to raise our child in a healthy, safe, thriving society that by definition is anti-racist and no longer has the white supremacist racist ideologies and structures that are oppressing Black people today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 